Hey Pods, tonight's episode is sponsored by the podcast Why Do We Say That? It's a father and son podcast where they explore why we use certain sayings in our everyday lives and where they come from, all while having a laugh along the way. My wife and I actually ran in the Flying Pig Marathon a couple years ago, and from this podcast I finally learned why we use the phrase when pigs fly. So give them a listen and support a podcast who is supporting us. Now on with the show. And welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. My name is Flynn Ashley. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. I am happy to be here. Andrew Hovecamp. I, I hate the pods, but um, how's it going, pods? We love our pods. We love our pods. <laughs> I love, I, I don't want to get into, I hate the name. We, we're terrible. Uh, and Jacob Pretty. Hi, pods. I thought he was supposed to say boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that was clearly go. discussed. Uh, so welcome back into the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Um, I am drinking tonight. I have opened up my a little special of a bottle, the E.H. Taylor uh, small batch. I got it down at the distillery, Buffalo Trace. Went on a little hike uh, on a day off of mine and showed up to the distillery and they had E.H. Taylor, which is a very hard bourbon to find. Um, it's one of the only four grain bourbons out there. Uh, and I'm drinking it tonight because uh, I'm celebrating a little bit. I got a new job. Uh, what up? Yeah. So I am I am uh, going to join Mr. Kevin Reynolds in Welcome. the advancement division at Thomas More. So he's going to be my boss's boss, and I, I, I guess I have to defer to him on most podcast things. So I guess he wins all the nerd debates that I judge. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll fire me. Is that... Do I call you no, sir? No, he's going to fire so your clearly, boss. We so <laughs> clearly yeah, talked about the that. fact that we were just going to say we work together because we work together. We have very different responsibilities. We just happen to work in the same office. But yes, you have so to listen to me at do all times I call on you everything. Sir? You, you should call me Dr. Sir or Galactic President Superstar McAwesomeville. You can choose between the two. Okay, it's going to be Kevin. Kevin, what are you drinking? What if we, what if we combine it to like... Soctor. So it's like Sir Doctor. <laughs> Soctor. <laughs> Soctor. Soctor Reynolds. Acceptable. Acceptable. Um, that's interesting. Okay. Moving on. I have, um, I, so real talk for a minute. I feel like I've gained an, um, an unfair reputation that I am prejudiced against uh, bourbons outside of uh, the state of Kentucky, especially those made in the state of Tennessee. And that is not the case. My issue with Jack Daniels being heathen Tennessee sipping whiskey is different than my saying there can be good bourbons that come out of Tennessee. So tonight, as, as proof of that, I'm having Old Glory, you know, the, the flag of Tennessee Old Glory, um, bourbon distilling, um, Old Glory Distilling Company's bourbon. Um, it's a Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey, and it's a small batch. They do something really interesting where they blend um, bourbons they've aged in small 25-gallon barrels 
And on the bottle, pretty, it says standard 53-gallon barrels uh, of bourbon. So, um, and they, they try to get a really well-rounded flavor. And it's, it's really interesting. Old Glory's in Clarksville, Tennessee. I think I shouted it out last time. It's where my wife grew up. And they also have... Uh, their smooth shine. And, you know, I've been sort of a, a moonsh- moonshine drinker on this podcast, big proponent of moonshine drinking. And this is a really accessible one. It's only 80 proof and it's really, really good. Um, so that's a quick plug for Old Glory Distilling Company in Clarksville, Tennessee. I'd really recommend visiting it. Um, the bourbon's pretty good. The moonshine's fantastic. And they do some other stuff that's really interesting um, as well. They've got a vodka there that they. Um, charcoal filter the way that some Tennessee whiskeys do, or I think all Tennessee whiskeys do. And, um, and it makes the vodka a little bit accessible for people like me who don't drink vodka. So quick plug for them. Really good stuff. Cheers. Hope, what are you drinking? Kevin, I, I actually had that when I was at your house, uh, the other night. It was very good. Actually, it's a, right. a, rye, a rye forward, uh, bourbon that I actually very much enjoyed. Yeah. It's sweet. Cause it's got 73% mm-hmm. corn. Very high, um, corn, and then but, it's but and then it's nineteen well. percent rye. So yeah, it is it is rye forward. It's very good. I am uh, I, I have grabbed. I almost grabbed the Eagle Rare, but I didn't feel like today's butterfly event was too uh, was quite worthy of the rare. So I grabbed a little bit of uh, Cooper's Craft, which I've had before. However, and I know Kevin has alluded to this. I think he had it as like a second uh, bourbon a few weeks ago. This is the uh, hundred proof. So it's Cooper's Craft Barrel Reserve. And it is very tasty, a little bit stronger, a little bit uh, more robust than the uh, very accessible Cooper's Craft. So it is uh, very enjoyable. I'll have to use my 100-proof sips tonight, though. Uh, but more than likely, <laughs> more than likely, it'll just be a disaster when we get to the game. But uh, pretty what do you got tonight? Uh, so tonight, um, from my trek to uh, Buffalo Trace from a couple weeks ago, uh, I actually picked up a bottle of Weller Special Reserve down there. Uh, pretty awesome because you can get it there on property for significantly uh, less than you can pretty much anywhere else. Um, but I uh, picked up a bottle of that, sipping on that. Uh, it's a very smooth bourbon. Um, I actually uh, cat tried it, some of it last night when we were doing our toast to National Bourbon Day, and uh, she was like, "Wow, that almost has like hints of vanilla in it," and it does. Uh, it's kind of noted for for having some very kind of caramely smooth, uh, a very very smooth uh, tasting bourbon, and uh, it's very delicious. And I'm happy to be sipping on it tonight. So love, Weller Special I, Reserve. So Jacob and I went down with our friend Alan to uh, Frankfurt, went on a, a hike, and then and visited the distillery, Buffalo Trace. Uh, they now have a, um, a weird rule that you can only purchase basically all of their bourbons once every three months. Um, but luckily I, I bought the EH Taylor prior to that rule. And so I have a couple days off coming up. I'm hoping to find, find a day they have some EH Taylor or some Blanton's if I luck out. So, uh, trying to might, might, might go back down there in a couple weeks. I don't know. So tonight, uh, we have a nerd debate. Each of us is going to bring a topic and talk about some stuff. And then we have a, a little twist on the Dr. K story time when it's going to be Master Hove Camp's story I don't, time. Uh, I, that is my highest degree, but I don't love that title. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you, he did, what do you he want to co, say? He, isn't he co-doctor? Didn't he co-win yeah, the... Co-doctor. Yeah, co-doctor, co-doctor, <laughs> co-doctor Hove Camp's co-doctor story pretty, time. Uh, yeah. and, and then we're going to play a game. Yep, then we're going to end the night playing a game. Uh, we like to do that as well. 
All right. Um, I have a quick question before we jump into anything, Flynn. Uh, you may have noticed that we got dozens of likes on a few tweets that we sent out regarding uh, crying Loki and movies that he may or may not be watching. Uh, there, we sent like six of those out. Did you recognize more than one? I I recognized the Dobby. And I, uh, okay, I forgot Dobby was one of them. You recognized? You, um, I assume you recognized Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah, Mufasa. Did you recognize the one of the dog that I sent? I sent two dogs, and I sent a follow up to one of the dogs. One, I think one was old. Well, was that it? Was that old Yeller? Old Yeller was one of them. Very good. That one actually uh, said old Yeller in the picture. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, I've seen that, but I, I mean, I don't remember what the other picture was necessarily. Homeward Bound, um, and we and did there two were from two Homeward pictures. Bound. Pictures. <laughs> I've seen Homeward Bound. Shadow Champ. Chance. Chance. Sassy. Chance. Chance. Get it chance, right. It's not chance. That's, I said chance. You, you said did chance. not. You absolutely said chance. Oh, I might have slurred. <laughs> I was thinking chance. All right. But mm. uh, Flynn, I just wanted to, everyone to know that you uh, probably are not in charge of the Twitter account uh, when we're posting movie stuff. No, I was not. <laughs> so, I'm in charge of the Instagrams, uh, and we don't post about movies that I don't know about. So. <laughs> All right, we we uh, did go live on Instagram for National Bourbon Day yeah, yesterday. That was a disaster. It, it was a straight disaster. But that's, I mean, we that's on brand. We did not do well. Oh, I yeah. Have... I mean, it was, no one was surprised. <laughs> but it was not great. But we'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be another National Bourbon Day. Yes, next year. It, it's yearly. Yeah. <laughs> or, or for us, it's every Tuesday. So. <laughs> right. And Friday when we release. <laughs> so are we getting into this nerd debate? Let's let's debate things that uh, that people yeah, definitely let's get into nerd care debate. about more than us and our ineptitudes. And insert drop. Just do it in post. We have to wait. No. Nerd debate. How long is it? <laughs> it says, drops this way says, over by now. This says twenty minutes on nerd the debate. show sheet. Is that how long the intro is? Yeah. Well, that's gonna get really boring for our listeners. I I wrote a whole symphony. It's a bittersweet yeah. symphony. Okay. Anyways, I'm a, I'm a just, move first, on, right? just move on. Yeah. Anyways, today we've got another session of nerd debate uh, where we're all we know generally what the topics are, but we don't know what the specific question is. So that way we can all be surprised and thrown in on the fly. And first up, starting this one off is Kevin. Kevin, Excellent. what have you brought to the nerd debate table? Who opted to give us five minutes of prep for this? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did not. I did not give much time. <laughs> I did not do the homework this week. So um, it, this isn't this is you know maybe less structured than my typical nerd debate topics. But I was thinking uh, I was listening to something on the internets and they were talking about how they're making another Indiana Jones movie, and this is another sequel. So there was the horrible Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls uh, Indiana Jones movie where they brought in aliens and Shia LaBeouf and somehow. I enjoyed it. Um, that was the first know, Indiana Jones I'd ever saw. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. I'm not surprised, but that's Jinx. very disappointing. But wow. Dang it. Okay, I'll that's take a drink. That's terrible because um, it's, it's so bad. And th- one of the things that's true about me is I can't wait to see the next Indiana Jones movie. I love sequels. I like Godfather – Two, I think it's one of the greatest sequels ever happened. Godfather 3 comes out. It's bad. And if they made a Godfather 4, I would watch it. I like 
all of the Rockies, every one of them. I, I, I will watch Rocky Five and think it's fine um, and keep moving. Does that extend to Creed? To the Creeds, yeah. The Creeds are great. Um, you know, at, at some point I'll give you the official most appropriate ranking of the Rocky movies in, in the right order. But So I love sequels. What I don't love and what I've figured out about myself is I don't love prequels. They're almost never good. And I don't love reboots. I and, and I'm not talking about like the stuff Disney's doing where they're taking uh, animated classics and making them live action, except for they're not actually live action. They're more CGI. It's just we have the technology to make them appear more live action. Um, and they're worse than the originals because you can never live up to the originals. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about true reboots. Um, and I'd be interested to hear from you guys which is worse, reboots or prequels? Because, and when you tell me which is worse, I'd like some examples. Make the case um, for why prequels or reboots are worse. Because I can't, I can't honestly decide um, which is worse. But they're both, in almost every situation that I can think of, absolutely terrible. So I bring that to you. The debate has, you know, begun. Uh, quick uh, question. Do you consider like all of the reincarnations of Batman movies reboots? I do. Uh, interesting. So one thing I was going to say uh, was like right off the bat, initially thinking I was like, oh, reboots, reboots are 100% worse. But then when you said bring, bring evidence to prove your point, I'm now trying to like think of prequels that I actually were like, oh, they weren't worse than a potential reboot. And it's almost more difficult. I know. I can. But, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead, pretty. But what I can say is this, is that I do think a lot of times with reboots, they try to bring something into like a newer modern age. And a lot of times, and not even a lot of times, most times it fails. Um, so I, I think personally, I prefer seeing a prequel than a reboot. However, I do think I have to acknowledge that reboots might be like not worse than prequels. I don't know. I'm doing a classic pretty move where I'm not giving either yeah, answer. Didn't actually answer, answer the question. Solid there. debate yeah. introduction. Oh there, my pretty. god. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. Prequels are worse. Um, here's here's why I think prequels are worse because the quality of movie is always worse than the original. I think that's pretty standard. But what prequels do and what they're going to try to lure you in with is we are expanding the universe. We are make, giving you more of what you want. We're making more stuff from the first one. We're putting it on screen. It's going to be exactly what you want. But if anyone argues that the prequel trilogy in Star Wars is better, they're liars. If anyone thinks that the Hobbit trilogy is better than Lord of the Rings, I'll fight them. If anyone thinks that the Crimes of Grindelwald series is better than Harry Potter, you're an idiot. So those three examples are three of the biggest ones I can think of. They're all bad, and in many ways they increase discontinuity and some, in some ways create more problems than they solve and then they, they enlighten. Reboots, as Pretty said, they might bring them to a more modern era at worst. Like they, just, they remade Point Break. I don't care. That's, I think, the worst part. Uh, you, you know, you do a Batman movie with nipples on it, but there's been so many Batman, you can just reboot it again <laughs> and make it better. You know, it's just, I think the reboots fall into this, that one wasn't good, or who cares, but they're not trying to expand the lore. They're not trying to do anything 
other than entertain you in a new in a, in a different way telling of the same story that you're familiar with. And some of them actually end up being good. Dark Knight Trilogy is a good movie. Um, actually, The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller is a reboot. The producers, they reboot tons of old movies that sometimes you don't even realize are reboots. Um, and in some ways, they'll make them better. So reboots are better than prequels. I disagree. Prequels are worse. I, I, th- I think that, I think that um, you know, I when you said that, that most... Pre, or most sequels or most reboots are are better done. I I disagree. Um, I think that reboots or sequels could just kind of ride the coattails of the original well, movie. Re- that reboots came and out. sequels are different. Reboots and sequels are different. Fair. Um, but I but I think more recently uh, we have been doing prequels better, um, and I'm excited to see um, the the uh, the Targaryen show that they're coming out with not soon. a prequel it's a show <laughs> isn't it is i thought it was a prequel it's movies we're talking movies okay I, no, I would still I, count no, that. let, let me let me give series. let me give two movies then that have been done really well that are prequels one is rogue one and we all agree that rogue one is phenomenal uh and two yes. is joker joker is a prequel to batman and that was very well done. And both of those movies, uh, I I would take over many of the reboots. I would take the Joker movie over a, a lot of the reboots of Batman. Um, not all of them, but that proves to me that prequels can be very good. Uh, whereas the 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 reboots of things, it's really a crapshoot. And I and I'm not willing to take that road sometimes. I would argue there is a slight distinction between the prequels of Joker and Rogue One. They just are more independent stories um, that take place in the same universe. But I guess that's what that prequels should that could be. mean. Prequel. Yes, it's 100% if, that, if that's prequel. if that's what we would define prequels as, then yeah, prequels are better. But I, that's not how prequels are. Yeah, it's a, it, but they portrayed. preempt the story. They're, they they are happening in the same universe, and it and it preempts the story, and it's connected. Maybe not directly connected to the exact characters, but those are the world-building prequels that I view as better than reboots. So, uh, I know I already spoke, but and I know this isn't my decision to make, uh, but I'm going to agree with Hovecamp that reboots are better than prequels, simply because I just Googled what are the best 10 prequel or like the best prequels of all time, and I disagree with most of this list. The only ones I don't disagree with are uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which most people don't even know is a prequel. They think that it just follows the sequence of everything else. And then it says the X-Men First Class, which I would define those as reboots more than prequels because Mm -hmm. they're rebooting the series for a whole nother thing. And same with Casino Royale. It was rebooting the Bond series. Oh, yeah, Bond just does his own thing every time. Yeah, Bond Bond is its own thing. But I I do think that... X-Men First Class and that whole universe mess that they've created is a lot like what happened to Star Trek when they rebooted Star Trek. They rebooted it as both prequel and sequel, right? So it's sequel because old um, Leonard Nimoy, oh, Nimoy old is Spock. in there as yeah. old Spock, and then they've got, and then, but it's supposed to be the story of how Spock and Kirk met, but you don't know that until you until later. But it's a different universe, and it's new new actors. I mean, that whole thing was nonsense. This has been enlightening. There are. You know, upcoming reboots that are just completely offensive to me. Like they're rebooting Rugrats, they're rebooting Clueless, they're rebooting um, uh, Beavis and Butthead, they're rebooting uh, Daria and Dexter, and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm and Doogie Howser, 
right? These are upcoming things. <laughs> that they're, they're go- the, the world is just getting so lazy that they're taking old characters and storylines and they're saying, we can do this in a different way that people will watch. And, and I'm really just furious with it. But but then there are examples of things that, that did get um, like reboots that I thought were um, – were particularly good, like um, uh, Lost in Space, the reboot that's on Netflix right now. That's is really excellent. Good. It's really, so really good. good. And then there are prequels that I'm like, I just, I, I can't, I can't really come up with an example of a prequel that isn't, you know, other, you know, Temple of Doom is a really good example. Pretty, I appreciate you bringing that in here. So, I think I'm swayed by the. Um, the superhero genre um, examples of reboots of Spider-Man, Batman, and others um, that really make Get choked this. up over here. Was that, was that yeah, a moonshine you know. sip that you took on accident there, Kevin? <laughs> it was. I got a little, I got a little choked up. You know, I just, well, I just I think about Spider-Man. About I think Tom about Holland. Tom Holland. You almost have to. You almost have to take away the, the superhero aspects because yeah, they just the superheroes get rebooted so until it until it sticks. In in like Marvel rebooted things for a long time until it finally stuck. Marvel and DC has continues rebooted to do it. it. Marvel has well now that Spider Man has been rebooted for what we hope is the last time, and then we're gonna now see them mesh it all together with finally No Way Home. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, anyway, sorry. I think it's time to move on. I'm thinking I'm still really fifty-fifty on this, but I'm going to give the best argument to Hove Camp and the 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 um, prequels are worse than reboots, but only by a smidge, only a tiny bit. Okay. <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of turds in both categories. Yeah, there really are. So I'm up next, um, and and when I was thinking about a a, a fun de- debate topic. Um, that may be a little bit more creative. I was thinking, so I've been watching just reruns of shows, um, and I, I recently watched the crossover uh, between New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, and I, I love that episode. So uh, it's it those got episodes, because when you rewatch both the, when you watch both the shows yeah. and rewatch them both, they're just... They're both phenomenal. It's very well done. So here's my question to you. What is a crossover that would, in your mind, be perfect. That didn't happen. Oh, I got it. I'm going first. This is it. Shows? Is it shows? Shows, movies, whatever you want. I dibs, dibs okay. first, dibs go, first. Go pretty. The crossover that should have happened that never happened is the League and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Literally, it was the same exact style of comedy of show. It was set up that the 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 entire league could have just showed up in uh, in the bar in Patty's Pub uh, in Philly, and it just never happened. There could have been all kinds of hijinks between like you know the whole like Taco versus Charlie, kind of like who's crazier, uh, and then Frank shows up and just ruins the whole thing. I don't know. There's just there's all kinds of things that could have happened. Ruxin could have been hitting on D the whole time. I there's there's things I. I yeah, it should have happened. That's it. Fair. Fair. I'm going to go with this one, and it might be a little bit tricky, but it was almost – it was alluded to a couple of times, and you just wish they could have done it, but um, similar to Pretty, this is the same network. So Psych and Monk um, both take place in California. Uh, there could have easily been a crime in, I think, San Francisco where Monk is that Sean Spencer has to be involved with, and I just think that 
the shenanigans of Sean and Gus and the awkward OCD comedy of Monk uh, and, the, and the subtleness of that. I think there's so many, I mean, like Monk's abhorrence for everything about Sean and Gus and then finding the ways that those two could work together, I think could have been a comedy genius in a show that is long enough to not really to necessarily have comedy. I think it could have just been really, really phenomenal. Okay. I, okay. I have an unofficial answer that I will not submit, but I will oh say, God, here I will Kevin. submit my official answer. <laughs> so my unofficial answer is, I wish, because Iron Fist was so bad, but I wish that the MCU in Avengers Endgame had found a way to bring in Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage um, to be there. To oh, just they could have killed Iron Fist. And Phil Coulson. To just oh. say these are in our universe. Because when you take aside the, the utter nonsense that is anything after the first seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that show tainted the whole net, the whole TV show experience of the MCU until Disney+. Plus. But I really think Jessica Jones and Daredevil were really well done. Luke Cage season one was well done, and Iron Fist was trash. The crossover final season of The Defenders was fine if you watched them all, but also, it really wasn't. Also, the, the Ghost Rider season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was phenomenal. Yes. I, I think I bailed. I think I bailed I, way you before may, that. I, 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 it, it, I it, was, it was a tough follow. I've enjoyed yeah. every season of Agents of Shield. It's it's, well, you have it's terrible a, taste. Well, it's it's a it's so, a dirty love for me. Like it's a yeah. I don't feel right liking it. Yeah, it's bad. All right, but, what's your uh, actual okay. answer, Kevin? So this one would be difficult because they didn't run at the same time exclusively. But if you allow it, um, How I Met Your Mother and Letter Kenny. So Robin <laughs> goes home. Robin goes home to Canada. Um, brings the gang to meet the folks that she grew up with because it was never specified where in Canada Robin was from. She was just from Canada. Are you sure? I thought she was specified. I thought she was from from Vancouver. Nope. So you get there and... um, you know, the show opens and, and it's the Letterkenny guys and they're listening to Let's Go to the Mall and they're doing their whole riff about Robin Sparkles and which Robin Sparkles was best and all that kind of stuff and where'd she go? And then she shows up and they introduce themselves and Barney hooks up with Katie and there's this whole thing that goes down where, you know, when Barney figures out he's actually Canadian, I think that that would have been, you know, if, if they came out with a special today... Um, where that happened, I think every fan of both shows would watch it and be thrilled. Uh, so that w- she's from Vancouver. <laughs> Cite your source. I'm on the wiki. <laughs> I'm on uh, the How I Met Your Mother wiki, which is right next to. It's three miles from Letterkenny. She could be a DJ. Yeah. You uh, had. Oh my God! Get to the geography beat. It's coming. <laughs> Vancouver, well, the, pac- the Pacific Northwest, very close to Ontario. I think it would be great. That's what I submit. Letter Kenny, How I Met Your Mother crossover with the Canadian heritage uh, would be fine. Or maybe it's Barney's Canadian heritage that's from Letter Kenny. That definitely wasn't specified. That's definitely so not specified, go. and I'm in. So, so I'll, I'll make my ruling here. Uh, Jacob, I, I do love that they're both from the same city and have very similar uh, humor. That would be a hilarious episode. I think there might be too much going on in that episode. Uh, Hove Camp, I've never seen Monk, but I have basically read online that that would be one of the most perfect crossovers uh, of all time based on fanhood of both shows. So I appreciate that. But uh, I'm going to give the win to Kevin here uh, because that was a very creative answer. And I I would absolutely love, absolutely love that. 
if they, if they just did a special, like how Psych is doing these uh, special one-off kind of movies, yeah. if they did a one, one-and-a-half-hour special, How I Met Your Mother Letterkenny crossover, yes. So I'll, you, you get the win for that one. Done. It is. It was the most creative, even if uh, factually flawed. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, I actually might have gone with Pretty on that one because uh, that. I just if think you that episode. I would be. Them, I would be like on. Like, well, it would be two on episodes. Edge there the would be like time. a league, yeah. a league side of it where they go into this place, and then there's like the sunny side of it where like their shenanigans cross. I mean, or you could do it with, as a Rafi, uh, um, Dirty Randy, weird sidetrack to Philadelphia <laughs> for no reason at all, um, and those two just fit right. Like they join their gang and start a new fan. I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm surprised no one went went uh, Parks and Rec in the Office. Nah, yeah, too obvious. I almost offered up um, the uh, Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother together because mm-hmm. Elliot's character from Scrubs um, is also played by the same actress who plays um, Stella. <laughs> she just became the doctor. A doctor. Um, <laughs> and so it could be interesting there, but she would have had to change her name. It got too complicated. Letter Kenny was funnier, but I almost went with that one. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, turn this over to some uh, Disney, which is uh, obviously where we thrive. Uh, don't listen to last episode. <laughs> Not <at all. laughs> episode to our ranking of Disney princesses. I loved it. Please. I thought we did great. Uh, I thought we so did great. I really, I really want Flynn's stupid Disney opinions to be brought to the forefront here. So I really hope he doesn't win. But we're going to talk Disney sidekicks. Um, this does not have to be – these are the Disney animated classics. Uh, but it, this does not have to be animal or – uh, non-human sidekicks. It can be a human sidekick, but definitely super deferential um, and, and very superfluous to the main storyline. So I want to know who's which one's the most just useless character of all. Olaf. Um, this, Damn it. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. I've got more things to say about it's what Olaf. the criteria will be to help you out. Fine. Uh, if they add genuine comedic value to the movie, I think that it, that has merits. If they are important to the plot, obviously that matters. So the character has to be like totally useless uh, in, in every aspect of what a character is. Flynn, berate Olaf if you will. Olaf is the worst. Olaf is it, so you know people. Pe- so I'm looking at this list and it says um, you know likability. Why are you of, looking at a list? Why are you I, I at just a list? googled. I googled. I, I I knew if if it was a bad sidekick, I was going to say Olaf, but it, it says likability and he's at like number two for likability, and I just don't see it. He adds no comedic value to me. Every joke that he tries to say in Frozen One fails. Um, his song is stupid. He is a hindrance to them in in the first in the first movie he's a hindrance in the second movie he might help a little bit because they just it's lazy clearly they just needed to, to <laughs> add in some uh, some some dialogue so um, he adds nothing to the plot he adds nothing to help them he is not funny um, when people think he is he's not cute um, it's just it's just so awful I hate Olaf so much I I, I want to punch him right in the face. I want to take it quick further. Um, I'm going to pick somebody different, but I'm just going to say the world can have Josh Gad back. Take him and never bring him back. He is <laughs> worthless in everything he's ever done. Not Hamilton. I hate him. Go. Uh, that's John. That's uh, he's not in Hamilton. <laughs> I thought he was in Hamilton. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. No. There's, there's all kinds. Of, 
I okay. thought he was. Are you thinking the, uh, of the Book of Mormon? Did you mean to say the Book of Mormon? No, no, I thought he was the uh, um, the king. In no, that was Jonathan oh Groff God. who voices Kristoff. Okay, oh, I, so. that's, it was a connection to Frozen. Okay, whatever. Not a good one. Not, oh, not. oh, how Hamilton would have been different. <laughs> it would have been worse, definitely. <laughs> But also, though, Josh Gad could very easily jump into the role of King George in Hamilton. You are correct there. Not well. Not he couldn't. Not not oh, listen. That's Josh Gad. I would rather. I, I would rather yeah, I don't listen. Like that guy. I would rather spend time with James Corden. I'd rather spend time with James Corden that's than Josh fair. Gad. That's a Josh awful Gad is amazing. No, he's not. I will like fight this you. Josh Gad is hilarious. Josh Gad thing. Uh, Kevin, yes, it does. Kevin, what's it, your no, it is. This is a Josh no. Gad thing. Yes, he's a does. wannabe Jack Black. I'm upset about this. No, he. Oh, no. Jack oh. Black is a genius. Josh yeah, Gad sucks. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Jack Black is great, and Josh no, Gad. Josh Gad is Jack amazing. Black. Josh Gad has done one thing oh. well in his entire he life. He comedic. One thing. He is hilarious. He's done one mm. thing well, and that was play Bear Claw in New Girl. Nothing else he's ever done was any okay. good. Ever. Okay, it's um, all we, terrible. We have, we have got to move on to the to two more Disney sidekick <laughs> debates. So thank you, Just Kevin, for that. It's for that direct. I will not. I will not let you win this because okay, Kevin and Freddie probably have better answers. Well, wait, hold on, Kevin. What what's your actual answer then? Tinkerbell. <laughs> All right, moving on. To uh, no, 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 no. That was Josh Gad bashing and then saying Tinkerbell is not going to win him the debate. <laughs> Give me at least thirty seconds on why it's Tinkerbell. Because <laughs> Tinkerbell is is the the actual most dangerous villain in Peter Pan. Um, Captain Hook is not <laughs> Captain Hook is not the uh, the real antagonist. Uh, Captain Hook tries to capture children. He's terrible at it. He's, <laughs> the, the children can fight the pirates and win every time in every situation. Um, Julia Roberts' version aside, uh, Tinkerbell's main goal uh, in the early parts is to kill Wendy. She literally tries to have Wendy killed. Um, and they try to kill Wendy because Tinkerbell tries to set that up. And people talk about her like she's this sidekick. She's clearly got this thing for Peter Pan, which is super awkward. Um and they make it real weird in Hook, like real oh, yeah. weird yeah. in the movie yeah. Hook. And they don't ever explore that. And someone needs to apologize for that whole scene in Hook and just get rid of it. But, yeah, Tinkerbell's the worst Disney sidekick of all time. She's actually practically a villain. And um, aside from the fact that she um, – no, I, I don't have anything nice to say. Um, I, I know Peter Pan more than any of you because, you know, uh, I, I, off, I one time played Peter <laughs> yeah. Pan in a, a method production. actor. <laughs> We've talked about this. Um, they said he walked in felt, and they were like, you're short enough for Tinkerbell. I felt personally conflicted when playing Peter Pan while asking the audience to clap her back to life. That's how much I think she's straight hot garbage. <laughs> I, I think you should have gone rogue on the last one and just been like, about time. <laughs> and let moving be, on. Let her be dead for the rest of the play. Uh, Pretty, what's your answer? Uh, well, okay, so I'm going to actually go an anti-Josh Gad bash here, uh, but I am going to pick a Josh Gad character. I'm going LeFou. Uh, LeFou, you didn't specify it had to be I did not. villain I sidekick or hero sidekick. I specifically also allowed uh, human sidekicks and all that, so yeah, you're good. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying LeFou, like, as in the cartoon LeFou. LeFou, the character. Point no, I, is, know, I know, he's a it. human. We, we got it. LeFou does absolutely nothing to help Gaston whatsoever. If anything, he ruins the whole thing by uh, by just kind of messing with Gaston's whole plot to go and kill the beast, as it were. He tries to charge in, gets uh, taken down by a wardrobe and uh, a teacup. 
Uh, he's pretty much a doofus uh, most of the time. Quick and, question. Um, quick, 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 quick question. What yes. happens at the um, during the fight between Gaston and the Beast? Does does the Beast come out like, "Oh, I just won. I'm doing great," or is the Beast practically killed? Yeah, but that's not due to LeFou. But you just said LeFou created Ruins a situation it. where, no, no, no. Listen, where listen. Gaston could not win. Right, you and didn't Gaston let me. You didn't did let me, win. You didn't let me finish. Had Are you Gaston saying Gaston did, is the villain most that came closest to went succeeding? <laughs> they had the best plan and enacted it. <laughs> uh, had Gaston only kinda, behind Hades. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, had Gaston had LeFou not ruined Gaston's plan, Gaston would have got the 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 village all riled up. They would have charged the the castle uh, and just basically more or less been a distraction while Gaston could have just away but instead LeFou just had to ruin it by uh by just leading the charge in a very poor fashion LeFou's the worst plus I gotta say uh he's also horrible at catching foul like when Gaston shoots the bird down he misses bird drops literally six inches from him what are you doing it's not that hard okay um that last argument aside there were some good points made by pretty um, but, but here's a, here's a fun story, uh, about the first time that Flynn saw Frozen. I was with him. It was in theaters and we're watching great Frozen one. Great, movie. great, movie. great movie. I, this is not a, an indictment about the decisions we made during this time. We, yeah. I would do that again. Right. It was you, um, me it and, had and been, Lauren. And that was it yes. in the, in the entire, it time. had been out for a little bit. So it wasn't like me, Flynn and his now wife and, uh, theater of four-year-olds uh we were one of the only ones in the theater and there's a line in frozen where olaf says i don't have any or i I have no bones right i don't have a skull or bones and whatever he says in the delivery and the timing of it uh flynn and i both were in stitches hilarious almost like flynn was laughing at the comedic timing of Olaf. Of Josh Gad. Once. I might have and, done that once. And Josh Gad. He has been bashing him as if he has hated him from the get-go and I think he might have some slightly annoying tendencies and he's a very worthwhile character and his comedic uh, moments are fine. I cannot choose Tinkerbell because we will be the laughing stock of the Disney princess community if we do. And, and that's just unacceptable. Uh, so I have to give this to Pretty. I actually do think LeFou is a good choice. He adds nothing to the movie. Any any amount of uh, no-named henchman could be guest on sidekick. And LeFou takes up character space that is unnecessary. And it's a weird hero worship that's going on, too. I don't love it. Yeah. Monsieur Dark would have been a better, like, sidekick for... Uh for uh gaston anyways um so so i'm gonna give pretty the win and uh pretty uh keep it rolling what is your what are we debating uh, best for you uh josh gad we're debating josh gad find any bad role from him and you'll win the debate <laughs> you can't do it you can't hey. do it <laughs> you can't all of them are very well uh murder on the Ori- orient express he's ma- amazing artemis fowl he's amazing just saying josh artemis gad. Fowl sucks Oh, yeah, that movie was awful. But that's a good segue because oh God, here it is. <laughs> my topic is book-to-film adaptations. Mm. 
But uh, rather than just tell me your your favorite or least favorite, um, and I just want to I just want to say Lord of the Rings. We're going to just toss out the window on this because I personally think Lord of the Rings is a very well done adaptation. I would say there's probably nothing else that could beat it. But what I want to know from all of you all is what book to film and by film I mean movie or series it doesn't have to just be a movie it could be a, a TV series whatever what book to uh, film series or movie would have been made better had the author still been alive so wow this is the kind of thing you got to give us way more in the show sheet to prep for than you what did. the heck <laughs> oh I was like I was like all right I got a couple I actually distinguished yeah, between examples. all three Lord of the Rings movies in case yeah. you asked for like okay fine 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 I'll lines. pivot I then pivot. I also thought of bad ones now I have to google uh, dead authors and then, and then <laughs> figure out I can't, which books I can't are. answer this question <laughs> We can add this to a later debate, but you've got to give us more than That's all fair. you said was book to film adaptation. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna I think, go with I think George R. R. Game Martin. of Thrones because George R. R. Martin might as well have been dead because I think he is dead. I think I think he is dead. I think they have a body double at this point. That's why it hasn't okay. come out. So okay. uh, no, right, no, real, no, real, no, real, real question of this. the Christ. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Kevin wins. Uh, okay, I, I'll see that move and we'll move on. I'm actually fine with that. Kevin won the debate. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on then. That was it. Was that or ten things I hate about you, which is basically based on Taming of the Shrew. And Shakespeare was dead when they made that. So, so I would say ten things I hate about you or anything related to the Bible. I actually don't know that ten things I hate about you would have been better with more Shakespeare. <laughs> they had the the proper amount of Shakespeare, which was just the plot. Um. <laughs> I guess we're going to do Dr. K's story time after that spirited <laughs> debate. Well, that's cool. Man. Um, Thanks for the topic. Wow. <laughs> Great job. I was going to pivot. Oh, y'all Y'all just, uh, we, we killed no, it. No, fine. Kevin won the debate. Uh, the passion would have been better if Jesus could have provided more input. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. This is so bad. That was bad. That was <laughs> Pretty, what's your pivot? Real quick, what's your pivot? Oh, my pivot was just going to make it easier for rapid you. Fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, 10 second answers mm. go. What's the best or truest, I should say truest, not best, truest book to film adaptation or book to series adaptation? Death so obviously salesman. not Game of Thrones. Well, death of, it's Death of a Salesman. Literally word for word. Yeah, okay. It's a play, but yeah, we'll take uh, it. Game of, Game of Thrones season one through three yep. is yep. perfect. Um, season four is fine, and then it's terrible. Um, truest? I, I don't know. I haven't read enough. I'd also books. point to. I'd also point Pris, to the outsiders. Prisoner of, Prisoner of Azkaban, I guess, is pretty true. Uh, I've pretty I've been is. I've been listening to the audiobooks of Harry Potter uh, for a reread, um, and Sorcerer's Stone. I think only leaves out Peeves. Peeves is the only thing that's left out of Sorcerer's Stone, so it it has to be that. I mean, Peeves doesn't add much. No, no, to the the, uh, the potion. The potion, potion test. So, t- so two yeah. things were left out. the uh, The rest was was scene to scene. Like Chamber of Secrets is pretty close too, but that's just because yeah. the books are so much shorter and yeah. easily they accessible into turning it. them yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, they can do it that quickly. There you go. Okay, uh, I got to go with uh, Death of a Salesman. Okay, cool. All right, <laughs> so Kevin won anyway. Truest. So I'm glad Kevin took, won either way. I'm glad we took that detour. I'm sure you, the fans, <laughs> the pods loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Flynn and I That's talk great. a little bit about Harry Potter. Kevin yells death of a salesman, pretty gives it to Kevin. Uh, so here's here's the story time though. 
Dr. K's Storytime. And we're going to, this was uh, amended to be Dr. K Storytime, aka Co. Dr. Hofkamp's Storytime, because I don't think it's fair that Kevin just gets to get up, talk about something meaningless that happened in his life, make it sound like an epic story, and then we all have to discuss uh, McRibs for a minute. Um, Life's not fair. Let me let me just. I don't know what the timing of that was, but Kevin ate a McRib and didn't doesn't know why it's popular. That was the story, and I think he talked for like eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to maybe give you some nuance, and hopefully, it doesn't take me near as long as uh, Kevin's lovely detail, which does create the scene. I'll give him credit for that. Uh, the man can set a scene, but uh, here's what happened to me, and this has happened actually a couple of times. Um, since I've been working out outside, uh, because I have not been in a gym, uh, I've just am in the weather in my car. We get it. it. I get you it. You yeah, work, work out. out. Yeah. So sometimes it's pouring down rain, sometimes it and whatnot. But what happens a lot of times is, I, I assume this happens all of the time elsewhere as well. But like the sun comes out after a storm, but the rain is still falling, and I instinctively was like, "We're getting a rainbow," and I'm like, "There's the sun. Here's the rain." There's the rainbow, and sure enough, after like a minute and a half of this, the rainbow appears in the sky. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I was like, man, why do I know that? Oh, that's right, because the sun is providing waves of light that are now going through a prism, a.k.a. raindrops. That prism is taking the light, spreading it across the sky in this beautiful rainbow of colors of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and it's perfectly down there. The bow is lovely, and that's how rainbows are formed. I have no idea what I just said, (laughs) but that's how rainbows are formed. I do know that. None of that makes any sense to me. There's waves of the sunlight going through raindrops, creating colors. I have a major, I have a master's degree in counseling. We did not cover this. I'm sure it's super basic science, and I know I learned it as super basic science when we learned it in like third grade, but it makes no sense to me as, like, it's nothing I can wrap my head around, even though I can explain it very well. To like my five-year-old niece, I could explain this, and I know all, all about it. So my question to you guys is, what is something that you guys can explain, can do all of this? You know what it is. You know the science behind it, but it makes no sense to you. You don't really believe what you're saying. Yeah, so when you put this basic prompt in the show sheet, the first thing that came to mind is how to make a baby. So here's the process. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go there, but I thought that would, that would be pretty good. So, um, it's a very it's short show. process. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So oh, the... So this was tough for me because the answer is so many things. Um, sure. I don't understand so many things. <laughs> the top of the list <laughs> ranged from gravity to how trees become paper to the United States Postal Service. Well, and, obviously the SPS. Right. Um, but what I've landed on is uh, alcohol. So I can describe in tremendous detail how the bourbon I'm drinking became bourbon. Like, I understand how the grains are milled and mashed, and then yeast is added to them with water, and that yeast creates a chemical process that then creates alcohols based on sugars and stuffs, and then that mash is with the the alcohols and sugars and is then put into uh, a still, 
it still is heated and the vapors that that rise because hot air rises are are made of the alcohols because of its weighted and then you know stills have a, a cool um thing filled with water that condenses the vapors into liquid that fall down into a jug that is then distilled alcohol like i, I understand that process for bourbon and then that distilled distilled clear alcohol is put in a new charred white oak barrel that is aged for you know x number of years hopefully and then out comes out like i get that for bourbon and what i don't get is is the same process or a similar process for wine like my father makes wine and i know that the like the yeast and stuff that is added to the bourbon mash um you know you don't ever consume that because you're only consuming vapors that have been returned into liquid that have been, then been aged in a different surface. But in wine, you add yeast to grapes that essentially go bad, and the fermentation process makes the grapes then alcoholic, and then it somehow becomes more delicious than grapes. Um, I. I've watched the process. My father <laughs> makes wine. I've watched it. And I just don't understand not only, like, how it works, but who was like, this will be a good idea. Like, th that's my other issue with blue cheese. Isn't blue cheese just cheese that just became mold? And someone was like, I'd like to consume this and see if it's good on salads. And it's not, but Flynn loves it's it. Delicious. So, it is so absolutely delicious. So the fermentation and, and winemaking process and how it relates to other alcohol-making processes is completely foreign to me, even though I can probably describe it in complete detail, and I spend time with it most days. Um, that's that's something I'd... That I also, doesn't, I, that's my rainbow. More so, more so with bourbon, it makes no sense to me how someone, like, accidentally heated the vapors and then reliquified it and then did oh, all of yeah. these things and, like, filtered it this way, and then they accidentally put it in... All of these things, and like all of those things happen by accident to where you're like, we got to repeat this process and figure it out. Um, yeah. That, that just that, doesn't that, make that's sense. A to me that's either. a really good one. I don't know that history. So I know that, you know, Pretty tried to call it myth, and that made me mad two episodes <laughs> ago. But I know, I know how we started making bourbon the way we make bourbon today in the charred white oak barrel. I don't understand the process by which distilling was invented. I'd like to learn that. And I'm wondering if it started with things like vodka. And we just adapted what they were making out of, I assume, potatoes, because I've heard that or whatever, and tried it with corn, because that's what we had in America. I don't know. Yeah. But but that process, the history there. You can make alcohol get. basically out of everything. Um, rum is just any sugar that you have. Um, so. At some point, people accidentally made alcohol with this and then they yeah, accidentally right. like there's at some Bunch point they did it by accident, accident and it makes it makes no sense to me how you got from the accident to this process but well and how we people didn't die because <laughs> the first no this is true the first like 10 percent that comes off the still is called the head and if you drink the head it's basically poison like if you make your own it's alcohol ethanol. in the woods and stuff you have to get rid of all that stuff um, and you got to pour out like the first ten percent, and then you get to the good stuff. Otherwise, you'll die. And so, how did someone make it this way and not try the first part? Like, you know, when did we learn not to drink the first ten percent or whatever comes up? Still, so, it's amazing. Answer. Amazing. Go ahead, Flynn. My my thing that I can explain in in some detail that 
using words that I've learned that I don't understand <laughs> is cryptocurrency. Um, so I mean, oh, it, I, I, I got nothing. I got yeah. Nothing. So it's it's basically <laughs> please explain. So it's basically a decentralized uh, a computerized currency um, that is mined based on blockchain um, from from mega computers that are, are running an algorithm to to find specific number sequences that, that create a coin. And so the algorithm has a specific number of coins it can make um, and that's what makes it capped. Like you can't just have unlimited uh, bitcoins or something like that. And so it runs this blockchain on this on this um, this algorithm to mine these coins and then you can trade those what you, coins. What is a blockchain? Exactly. I okay. don't know. <laughs> I, I know that's how it's made but I don't know what blockchain means. I don't. I don't even know what an algorithm is. Like I, so so. I mean, I can explain what Bitcoin is. I can explain what cryptocurrency is. I know that Dogecoin. Um, the problem with it is there is an unlimited amount of Dogecoin that can be made, and so there is not a cap. That means it, it's it's going to just be printed money constantly, and so the inflation is going to be crazy if that is going to become a currency. Oh, so it's actual money. But exactly, Same exactly. Actual money. Uh, so. <laughs> I can explain it. I can. I can. I don't know where to buy it. I, can I just go to a Bitcoin dealer? Like, is that a thing down the street? There like, are Bitcoin ATMs. Get, get, do I go to Elon and be like, can, what app do I download to buy Bitcoins? They're at like thirty thousand dollars. Cannot I, I, I think I can buy partial Bitcoins. Yes, you can. But I, I, I have not bought any cryptocurrency i can explain them based on words that i've learned but i'm just regurgitating <laughs> stuff that i don't know what it means there's a there's a john oliver where he goes in depth his his like long story of the night is about cryptocurrency and he goes off about what it is what it isn't what we should and shouldn't be doing and how it's just you know there's a lot of unknowns with it and this that and the other and i still don't understand a single thing about it like yeah. i watched john oliver tell me everything i need to know about it i i know nothing about what he said it was all foreign language to me yeah there's a uh, there's a series on netflix called uh, explained that i frequently yep. watch I love explained. Uh, like 20 minute episodes mm-hmm. love explained great yeah and yep. most most of the things on that show after i watch it i'm like I still don't think I get it. I can explain it, but I don't get it. Um, but mine actually wasn't on that show yet. But mine is toilets. So, what? The most rudimentary yeah, things that we have. Go on. Okay. Toilets. So you know how a toilet works, but you don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Okay. So let me explain. Go on. It. <clears throat> so water fills up in the back of this toilet, like in the whatever the container is called, right? Mm-hmm. You hit that hit the little trigger or the button or if you're old school you pull a cord whatever and then it lifts up a cap that all of that water then flushes down into the bowl and then somehow magically the stuff in the bowl also then gets flushed out i get that it's like using the power of kind of like (laughs) gravity to push water out and push things out but what i don't understand is like you're only that that little arm lever that's connected to a chain that I've probably fixed in more toilets than I could even count. How that then also forces the water that's in the bowl down into the sewer. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. 
two things. First, if you're fixing that chain that often, you're doing something. Oh, very not at my not at my place. Nope. I'm saying like it's been a thing. I don't like, need to know. I fixed it at Flynn's condo once. I don't Flynn's need to house know. Once. I don't need to know. Well, it's safer the than Flynn thing fixing I, it, probably. The second thing I have to say <laughs> sure. is, if For your sure. take had been what happens to the crap we flush as often as we flush things, how is it possible that <laughs> we're not just ruining? Like, where is it all going? Because humans have so much thing, you know, so many excrements poop. and things that end up somewhere. Like, that have been your take. Like, how do the sewers work and where does it end up? I'm there. But how does this thing that's so basic work <laughs> makes me just... I could go I'm look not at disappointed because right it's so it out, on brand. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do better. Well, uh, I mean, no debate uh, or winners on this one, but somehow pretty managed to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, in in response to his most recent loss, I guess we're all about to lose. Yeah. Well, uh, so I am. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. So, uh, yeah, I won't lose this next segment because I'm hosting it. We're gonna play a game. For the record, it is poor form for the host of the game to be unable to lose the game, which we all just we lost. All just I'm sorry. Lost. Oh, the game. <laughs> You're a terrible person. That proves we're millennials, though. So. <laughs> But this also means that all of our three listeners lost the game. Oh, man. I just and I, turned I can off. say three because literally three people today told us about episodes they had listened yeah. to. Happy so hour we have was at great. least we three. We have a lot of fans. A lot of fans. They're lonely. It is, it is, it is a not-so-lonely fan. Yeah. yeah. I purchased several T-shirts uh, to send to our fans that are fans of the week. Less than 20, but, but almost 20 uh, T-shirts <laughs> for those people. <laughs> So that's good. If I mean Tracy and Joe and Lauren have to get theirs, I think right. And Cora, and Ka- well, can't slap pretty. Can't Ka- yeah, slap, slap pretty. Can't yeah, slap pretty. Yeah. I mean Cora, yeah. yeah. No. Well, not Cora. I'm not giving. Cora, I'm not. I'm not giving Cora anything. <laughs> Cora, Cora, who called me indirectly called me an idiot and then didn't know my name while calling me an idiot. Um, well, you did. You did lose. You did lose the medical challenge. You kind of are though. It's sort of. Sort of <laughs> lost the medical yeah. challenge. I think we all know I won in spirits. I don't know. Okay, Co-doctor, but speaking of, of, Co-Doctor speaking Pretty, of winning and spirits, let's play this game. Let's play a game. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've got a uh, <laughs> um, we've got a geography bee uh, because geometry. Flynn mentioned. Yeah, geometry. <laughs> Flynn mentioned Golf, how much geos. he <laughs> how much he does not know about geography. So I thought it'd be fun to do a geography B quiz. Uh, so here's how this is going to work. Uh, I did have a non-multiple choice or multiple choice version, but seeing how tonight's already going, I'm going with the multiple choice version of the quiz. So it's all multiple choice. I would uh, like, I'm going I, to. I would like to voice my dissent for the multiple choice version. Noted. Okay. Well. Disregarded. Noted. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to rotate around. What's going to happen is I'll go uh, in order, uh, age order on my screen. So I'm going to go Kevin, then Hovecamp, then Flynn. And what... Hang on, hang on, hang on. You said age order on your screen? Are are ages different based on the screen we're on? Yeah. Well, originally I was going to say age order, and then I was going to say order on my my screen, and it just happened to coincide with both. So I was like, age order on my screen. Okay. It's the same thing. Anyways, the way this is going to work... If you get it right, woohoo, yay, cheers, you get a point, who cares? Uh, if you get it wrong, if you get it wrong, 
you got to take a sip of whatever it is you're sipping on. I'm not making you drink anything hard tonight. Um, if you get it wrong, though, and someone wants to immediately, only one person can immediately challenge saying they know the right answer, then they can throw in the right answer, and then you do have to take a, a sip of something nasty if you got it nearby. Nobody's got Malort, so just take a bigger sip of your bourbon. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. If you all think of any other ways that you wanted to make this more fun, that's fine. But we're going to do geometry, as Flynn calls it. Geology. All right, we ready? Theology. So here we go. Question how do, how one. Do you, how do you drink in this? <sighs> we'll figure it out. I will drink if you all get three in a row correct, because I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire through these. If you all get three in a row correct, I will drink. Yeah. So I'm, each of you has to get I one right. Don't. I'm envisioning that this is about to be like in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're trying to cross the bridge and like, what is your favorite color? Blue. Okay. And then he grabs it. And then he's like, I'm terrified what it's gonna is the be like average airspeed of the European swallow. <laughs> and I'm just gonna I, be if, like, if what he the says hell? I'm gonna be so bad. If he's like name one state that borders Montana. I'm already out. Like, I have no idea. I'm going to be so bad Ooh, at this. That was going to be my first question. This Good. Is, this is setting up for me to succeed, and I'm terrified he's going to set me up to fail. Okay. Pretty, pretty uh, I will say, we'll do it this way. We'll do it this way. Uh, if you get it right, you can dish out your, your sip to somebody else. And sip, not drink. So we're not doing, doing hard shots of stuff tonight. Um, just to make you all feel better about yourselves or worse, uh, this is the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade Geography B. Okay, so here we go. Question one coming to you, Kevin. Okay. This question was written in a plain above Newfoundland and Labrador, one of the provinces of what country? Canada, Spain, Australia, or Italy? This is gonna be tough. Okay, Labrador is a dog, so I think this is a false. It's <laughs> not how this works. Oh. It's one of those four. <laughs> I thought this was two truths and a lie. Nope, <laughs> good try. Can you say it again? Oh my gosh. This question was written in a plane above Newfoundland and Labrador, one of the provinces of this country, Canada, Spain, Australia, or Italy. Canada, final answer. You are correct, sir. Cool. One point to Hove Camp. Or to Kevin. Kevin. I would I would like to try initially to go no uh, no uh, You don't Hove Camp wants to show choice. us up. I want, I want right, to, cool. if it's fifth, sixth, and seventh, if it's, or whatever, junior high geography, I should get this. So there might be okay. a few that I don't know, but I think, I think I'm <laughs> I <okay>. guessed. So <laughs> I, I should not that get too. I, I actually was going to guess Canada that, if that was my question. That was, I, I knew that before that. anything. So I'm wondering if that was an anomaly, but I want to find out on my own. So here's what's funny. Had he said Finland, I would have guessed Finland. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, or Sweden. <laughs> oh God. Which is where Finland is, right? Yeah, I, sure. I, I yeah. can't do this with you right now. <laughs> All right, so where's so, Arendelle? <laughs> Technically, uh, well, it's geographically portrayed I think in it's Norway. Denmark. Norway. Oh, just kidding. I think I'm pretty sure it's Norway. Anyways, uh, all right. So okay, Hovcamp, you if you get this right, you can get two points without. I don't, uh, I don't need the points. He's gonna I just, win. Need, I just want it's it, for my own. It's for my yeah, own. Yeah, he's trying to be prideful right now. I have an A so far. All right. Uh, question two: Which state? is currently home to a series of glaciers found in a namesake national park. Uh, that should be Montana. Dang. I would have guessed Alaska. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'll bet 10 shots that it's Glacial <laughs> National Park. It is Glacier National Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I would have gotten okay, that so one wrong. He has to drink yep. ten shots. <laughs> Uh, I would not have guessed Montana. I would have. No, I own nothing. I mouthed Alaska <laughs> while you were saying Montana, and I was like, he's probably right. Isn't Montana where horse sense is set? Is horse sense in Montana? Oh, yep. Yep. I'm yep. sure that you had Montana and Alaska in your multiple choice anyway. So like, no, I didn't actually. Then get better options. <laughs> this is going to be too I, easy for everyone. I ripped this. I ripped this quiz from somebody else. Okay, Flynn, here we go. Okay. Yeah, Flynn, okay. you get this right. I have to take a nasty shot of Jeffers Creek. You get this wrong, we just keep going. Right. Here we go. Which two countries are divided by a demilitarized zone, though the border regions on either side of that are heavily fortified? A, Austria and Hungary. B, Peru and Brazil. C, North Korea and South Korea. Or D, Italy and France. Are you sure it's not Germany? No, I'm just kidding. I think it's C. <laughs> it's the Koreas. Is that correct? Yeah. That, cool. That is correct. Cool. Okay, I thought that was yep. right. Yeah. I got a little worried there, Flynn. <laughs> you said Austria, and I was okay. like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Flynn's the type of geographical whiz where, like, it's obvious, but maybe not to him. <laughs> so you really never know <laughs> if he's going to go with Korea or, you know, the allies of, like, France and Italy. <laughs> yeah, demilitarized, it means they're friends, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's good. All right, here we go. Kevin, Wrigley Field, Lakeshore Drive, and the Field Museum are all landmarks found in which city? That would be Louisville, Kentucky final. No, I'm just kidding. Chicago, Illinois. I'm actually currently drinking out of a Wrigley Field established 1914 Chicago, Illinois shot glass. Nice job so that's not just pouring that all over me. your computer trying to show us. It the- turns out <laughs> right, it <right>. is possible. <laughs> More moonshine. Computers <laughs> by the way. All right, here we go, Hope Camp. Which continent has the smallest number of native insect species? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and Antarctica. <laughs> oh dang, you're right. <laughs> that's that's a that's a funny that's a funny thing. Antarctica, get it? Stop it. Why are you Stop surprised it. that I'm right? <laughs> no, I wish he would have said if he had said other than Antarctica, what would you have said? That one would have been really hard. Um, probably Australia because there's no. No, everything wants to kill you there. Everything second, wants to kill you, I but I did not. But there's Antarctica. no tropical like North North America, South America, Asia. Uh, no, actually, it's probably Europe. I, I would have said Asia. I, I would have said Asia specifically because there's. So many parts of Asia that are Arctic lands. Isn't Russia? Well, uh, so the issue is that as soon as you put tropics into a continent, you're going to increase your animal species right to, right to craziness. And there's tropics in Asia. There's tropics in North America. There's tropics in South America. Tropics in Africa. Um, there's no tropics in Europe. And in fact, you also have a lot of Arctic. So I, it's probably Europe. I don't. Yeah, but know there are what tropics people. means. I thought you were saying coastal, and that's not true apparently. So what what is a tropic? Tropics is the region like where you would find tropical rainforests or like a lot of wet growth um, and hot heat, wet growth rainforest. When I basically. said when I said before the show that I was going to be as bad as as Flynn at geography, I I was I, I was unaware <laughs> to the degree to which I'm bad. how I'm bad at I'm bad at geometry. That's not even that's really okay. 
pretty deep. All right, we gave you ample time to look it up, which is the You'll session. never guess which one of us went to a different high school. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh... I, Most I didn't insect species per continent. I don't know. What's, that's what's a, next after Antarctica? I don't know. I didn't look that up. We gave you. We stalled. We vamped <laughs> for several minutes. Flynn said some really stupid stuff. <laughs> you can Google things very quickly. Uh, yeah. Hey Google. Okay, go, go on. Go Anyways. on to Flynn. I think it's Asia. It's Asia. Someone else look it up. Chunk, it's Asia. There's no way it's Asia. Move on. Move on. Yeah. There's no. I agree with Hope. Right, yeah. Take another shot. Yeah, if I get it's probably right. Europe. Anyways, here we go. Yeah, I have to take... Jeez, this is rough for me. Which country contains many of the tallest peaks in the Himalayas? A. Sri Lanka B. Nepal C. Thailand or D. Saudi Arabia You know, if you had... If you had said which one of these countries is part of the Himalayas, I wouldn't have gotten that one right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess... Use process of elimination. Yeah, I'm gonna guess Nepal. Nepal is correct. Yeah, that's right. Looking ahead, I should have looked ahead because these do get progressively more difficult, and I should have just skipped ahead after y'all got those. First Go ahead and skip ahead because you. Nope. Enjoy your second shot of Jeffords Creek. <laughs> not to be, not to be, you know, Jeffers and Jeffordsons. If you if you mix those up, this podcast will not forgive you. <laughs> um, so you know, Jeffersons Creek. Yeah. Like Terry Jeffersons. Okay, here we go. Back up to the top. Okay, Kevin. So I'm skipping ahead uh, to make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, Uh, Let me know if this is too hard. Um, Here we go. In which of the following countries would you find the states of Uttar Pradesh and Karnataka? Too hard. (laughs) I think I would even ask for the multiple choice on this one. I was going to say. So hang on. I think the answer is Egypt, but give me the multiple choice. Okay. A- Pakistan, B, Japan, C, Bangladesh, or D, India? So it's not Egypt. I would still answer <laughs> Egypt. Good. Go ahead. Stick with your I think guns. This is a tri- I think this is a pretty trick, and it's definitely <laughs> Egypt. Stick with your guns. You got it. <laughs> India final. Nope, Pakistan final answer. Oh, should have stuck with your guns. Uh, India was correct. I knew it was India. I knew it was India. Oh, sorry. I didn't give anyone else a chance to challenge, but nope, I assume you all didn't I'll let that one go. <laughs> all right, Kevin, take a sip of whatever you're drinking on. Especially no, considering I'm just, I'm, Listen, I've got moonshine here. I'm going for it. Oh, he's going here for it. Go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Hove Camp. Here we go. Hard one for you. I'm just kidding. Just Okay, but my reaction is, mmm. Not what my last reaction used to be to moonshine. That's again how accessible. Which was to dump it out on your computer. All glorious moonshine moonshine is very good, very good. There's a difference. Turns out there is a difference between your 80 proof sip of moonshine and your 127 proof sip. I've been telling you all. I've been telling you. (laughs) There is a difference. Oh, God. All right, right, Freddy. What is. What um, what am I getting stumped on? Okay. which of these cities is most likely to see over 100 inches of snow in a year? 100 inches of snow. Yeah. Okay, well, you would said... Would you like the multiple is, choice? Is I, mean, that I, could, I could just name a city or, or, if you would like. Um, but but no, do you I want don't, the city? Yeah, well, yeah give me yeah. the city options. Okay. Uh, a, Sapporo. B, Singapore. <laughs> C, Taipei. 
or D, Hong Kong. I was going to go with well, Buffalo, not Sabaro. New York. That, it's not Sabaro. That's a pizza joint. It, it actually, I'm, it, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty confident it is. It's Sapporo. <laughs> Hove Camp is right. Oh it is God. Sapporo. <laughs> so it's not Buffalo, New York. <laughs> it's Sapporo, not Sabaro. <laughs> oh, okay. Sapporo is right, Hong beer. Kong, Singapore, and what was my other option? Those definitely don't get Taipei. Yeah, uh, those aren't going to get that much snow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, here you go, Flynn. Uh, maybe a little easier, not so much geometry graphy whatever you want to call it but uh just more like pop culture uh things a 2019 fire caused the spire of which of these churches to fall a the sagrada familia b saint basil's d notre dame de paris or uh sorry c notre dame de paris or d saint peter's basilica it's notre dame to paris Give him all the easy ones. (laughs) I really is. You give him all the easy ones. I've not missed one. Hey. Yeah, that is true. I'm the only Uh, one who's missed a question, and now I'm pissed. Here we go. All right, Kevin. Which of these African rivers flows into the Mediterranean Sea? No, you got this. D. A. Congo. B. Nile. C. Niger. D. Zambezi. I don't got this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't either. The Mediterranean? The Mediterranean Sea. And yeah, the rivers. Mediterranean Sea. I don't know where the that Niles. is. The Nile. Oh, my God, Flynn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, the I, Nile I like is Mediterranean correct. Yeah, okay, food. good. I, I thought when Huff, came, when Huff came through a fit, I thought I got it wrong. And I was like, well, I was kind of sure of that. And then that made me feel bad. So, okay. No, now it was, I'm that's what I'm saying. It was an easy one. It was the Nile. It was the river you were thinking of. It was the place you were thinking of. Sorry, I was just I was just in denial about my ability to answer these questions. Someone mute him. That's fair. I was trying. Honestly, I was trying to be supportive. <laughs> uh, okay. Hopefully, okay. oh, well, I got confused. Which, which of which of these countries is a member of the oil cartel known as OPEC? Well, you're a, gonna. Oh. Okay. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, because a, I don't want to name the whole thing. Right. A, Turkey, B, Lebanon, C, Israel, or D, Kuwait. The one that isn't? No, is a member is. of the oil cartel known as OPEC. Okay. Oh. Good. Kuwait. That is correct. I thought you were going to be confusing and make it Venezuela, but uh, you did not. And he doesn't get disappointing. That's fair. All right, Flynn. That question was which of these U.S. rivers? So he said fair, but he doesn't understand why Venezuela would be confusing. <laughs> I don't think any of us do, <laughs> uh, because all the other countries are Middle East countries. Okay. Oh, I knew that much. Cool. <laughs> Flynn, which of these U.S. rivers is located west of the Continental Divide? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. <laughs> is it A? The Delaware, B, the Colorado, C, the Mississippi, or D, the Ohio? This is such an easy answer. So, the only reason I know what the Continental Divide is, is because I'm following a couple on TikTok that is hiking the Continental Divide from Mexico to Canada. It's the Colorado River final answer, Alex. That should not... 
have needed to be the the reason why you knew the answer. <laughs> the only, I only have never been more upset. You're just like, I, I was uh, looking at the clock and uh, a couple told me what the continental divide is. Like, that cannot be your answer for how yeah. you know things. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Only reason. I've learned so much. One of, the, one of the rivers you used to be able to see from your house, that river touches another one of these rivers. One of these rivers is in Delaware and the other got, ones yeah, on the west where they uh, were. I like to, I like to really the... ruin Flynn a little bit with stories of times we were together. We went to a conference, uh, a statewide conference. <laughs> in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> and we were in Northern Kentucky. I'm from Louisville. He understands Louisville. He's done that. <laughs> this conference was in Owensboro, which was farther west, but along the same river as Northern Kentucky, Louisville, and now Owensboro. And in order oh, to get to Owensboro, you drive to Louisville, you cross into Indiana, you come back across the river into Owensboro. And we're going home, driving across the river from Kentucky to Indiana, and Flynn goes, what river is this? <laughs> Good job, Flynn. And he was not joking. One, so, I was um, hungover. Flynn had no idea Two, what, if the, I wasn't oh, hungover, what the Ohio I River not was known that as well. So, <laughs> the Ohio River makes the border, the northern border of Kentucky, the whole way. And Flynn was very confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Story over. Right. Pretty, give us, give us one more round. Here we go. Kevin. Hang on, I'm beating you in chess right Wait, now. Wait, Jacob, you have to take a shot. We all got that one right. No. No, I did. Oh, Kevin, Kevin didn't. didn't. Uh, no, I did. Yeah, he did. No, I got it right. You got I that got one. now. Yeah. I got it right. Take, take, a, take shot. a shot. We've only missed one. You've only stumped us one time. The only time I was stumped was the when I didn't choose India when I should have when I almost did. Jacob, try to stump us all this time. Come on. Give us your best shot. I heard you couldn't. I don't know. Actually, if I can, I give think me I, give me a decent shot and give them your best shot. <laughs> I I think I underestimated how much you all actually might know. Well, well, let yeah, me you should let have me gone rephrase. To freshman geography. Yeah, I I definitely was like, oh, these guys are stupider than fifth graders with geography, and clearly you all might Flynn not. Just be. had to cite TikTok to get an answer right. So let's 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 not overestimate. I would not have yet. gotten any of them if it wasn't for multiple choice. So that was your downfall. At, Okay. It's, yeah, but some of the questions are which are which of these though. Anyway, it's pretty go. Give us one more okay. round. Give us one more round. Here you go, Kevin. You're first. Uh, yeah. Corazon Aquino was a woman who led which country from its capital of Manila? Venezuela. No challenge. <laughs> Philippines. Hang on. Well, hang on. I was, I was, I was doing what I always do: answer confidently and wrongly at the front. Wait till the here. Well, hang on. No, nope, I give it to pretty. I'll, I'll, hold on, hold on. I'll give I'll give Kevin a new question. I'll give okay. Kevin a new question Cause, since Hope can't. Don't got answer it right. until I hear the I hear the actual multiple well, choice. Don't confidently okay. answer wrongly and then give me a second. You're asking me to be someone I'm not. Just say not just say Venezuela. No, but here's my real answer. You can't, you can't you give a pause. Yeah. Otherwise, we think you're, you, you've touted how bad you are at geography. So if you give a wrong answer, we just have to assume that that's what you think it is. No. Okay. Here you go. Kevin. I'm here. Which island Venezuela. chain? There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sorry, island chain extends for hundreds of miles and is part of Alaska? A, the Channel Islands. Uh, I know this without it. Okay, thanks, Hope I Camp. Want, I want Kevin to get it right, though. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Hope Camp. All right, 
A, the Channel Islands, B, the Aleutian Islands, C, the Florida Keys, or D, the Outer Banks? Kevin shook his head at all of those. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, 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 well, you said I couldn't outwardly be confidently wrong. I had to be expressively confidently wrong. What was the second thing you said? Uh, B, the Aleutian Islands? That one. B, the Aleutian Islands is correct. Yeah. I should have mispronounced it intentionally to try to throw him off. No, you should just... uh, Okay. Um, Had you chosen to include the United Federation of Micronesia, um, I remember from a West Wing episode that that's actually a whole bunch of islands. I would have chosen that because of the West Wing fact. I would have been wrong, but I would have chosen it. That was a guess answer because I knew one... I knew A, C, and D were wrong, so... Yeah. Process this mul- this multiple plan. choice. These multiple choice questions are, uh, make it make it. I should crazy. have done better on my ACT based on how tonight's going. Oh, yeah, for sure. On with the night. Here we go. Hope Camp, last question for you. The area drained by a river and all its tributaries is collectively known as what? Probably the river basin. The Grand Canyon. Final answer. Would you would you like multiple choice options? You're counting all the tributaries. It could be a valley too. I guess that depends on the size of the river. I've always been told it's not the size of the river, but the motion of the ocean. Would you like options, Hove Camp? Well, you got like the Ohio River Valley, but then yep. the Ohio River is a tributary to the Mississippi, so you got the Mississippi River Valley. valley. Like, what is that? I'm going to give you multiple choice options here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Is it A, an estuary, B, an aquifer, C, a watershed, or D, a sound? Yeah, it's a watershed. All of the above. It's A. (laughs) It it is indeed a watershed. (laughs) It is a watershed. That's what I said. It is a a watershed. What was A, an estuary? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Yeah, good, good go, non-challenge. Way not to say challenge. We're, yeah. all, we're all on the same page there. It is last a question for last you. Water. Okay. If, as an AFS exchange student, I don't know what that is, but sure, you lived with a family in Odense within a mile of where the compiler of fairy tales, Hans Christian Andersen, was born, you'd be living in which country? I got this. This, this a, one's easy. This one's easy. No, Flint, you got this. <laughs> Thank you, Hovkamp. A, Denmark. <laughs> B, Germany. C, Austria. Or D, Romania. His name is Hans. There is there's a Little Mermaid capital, or a Little Mermaid statue in the capital. Of, of that the doesn't answer. help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name I the capital wouldn't. of any of those wouldn't. countries. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Um, my first instinct based on his name being Hans was Germany, but, uh, I don't know if that's right or not. I'm going to go with Austria. Final answer. Challenge Denmark. <laughs> also <laughs> challenge Denmark. Hovkamp <laughs> is right with the pretty, challenge. Hovkamp and I were both right. Hovkamp and I were both right. Okay. Uh, I know that was the last round. I just have a fun question for all of you all. Because this this just made me laugh. Which of the following places is home to over a billion people? A. Indiana. B. Indonesia. C. Indianola, Mississippi. Or D. India. 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 Final answer. I win. Everyone take a shot. 
I guess two of those were plausible. Yeah, I feel like Indiana was plausible, but it's definitely India. Wait, you think Indiana, Indiana was plausible? Was plausible? Yeah. Over Indonesia? Yeah. Blaine, Is it stop not? It. Just stop it. A billion Wait, hold on, people hold on, hold on, hold on. in Indiana? How many? Hold on. I don't know. This all... How many people are in the world, Flint? You know, at I, least 50, six maybe billion, more. Six billion. <laughs> at least a billion. 6.2 billion. <laughs> no, really guess. How many people are in the world? I would say 8 billion. 8 billion. And you think of <laughs> the 8 point. billion. Now more. that I'm thinking about it, no. One <laughs> out of every eight people in the world is in Indiana. That would be a terrible life for one out Could of eight Could you imagine, people. Flynn, if one out of every eight people that you knew was from Indiana? One out of every eight people on the planet Earth are Hoosiers. <laughs> I don't want to live in this world. Stop it. You created oh this Indianapolis world. has a solid 750 million people living in it. Hold on. <laughs> now I gotta look up fun facts. Now we're doing geometry. So I. <laughs> All right, well, I think I've uh, learned with this that I need to come back with a little bit tougher questions. I'll probably go, like, freshman year of high school. I don't think so. You're, you don't Flynn thinks there's only 9 billion people on How Earth. How many people are there? I don't know. Wait, people on Earth? No, the, his, it's people definite... on, his people on Earth estimate was fine. His people of Indiana yeah, that was close. estimate was off, off by a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so in the entire state of Indiana, there are 6.732 million people. Yeah, so like, well, it rounds up to a billion. Yeah, you, you round the nearest billion. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which would be zero billion, just so you know. So, you round, so round, we, round, we do this thing where I, I poured a shot of Bushmills and didn't drink any of it. So I guess now I have to take a shot of Bushmills cheers, as my cheers. own punishment. So <laughs> cheers to that. Okay. Why did you preemptively yeah, pour, okay, pour you a shot? You should have just you been so like, confident to not bring any liquor at all. Uh, again, the Bushmills is always down here, and I, I didn't hate that at all. It was actually, it might have been. Bushmills is, Bushmills is fine. I drink yes, Bushmills anytime you want. Probably better than Cooper's Draft, definitely, right? definitely, definitely better. Definitely better than the Larceny I drank last night for Bourbon Day. <laughs> the really tiny airport bottle from nine years ago? Yeah, I think that, I think that, ago, that yeah. was a really weird way to celebrate National yeah, Bourbon Day. When you had Maker's Mark in your hand. But that's fine. That's fine. All right, All right well, folks. Well, well pods. Pods. <laughs> Happy National Bourbon Day as of Happy yesterday. Happy Bourbon. Uh, and, and two plus weeks ago when you hear, are hearing this. Yeah. And let this be you the mean end. next week. They're going to hear this next week, Hove Camp. Anyways, uh, you didn't ask for any. Uh, Hove Camp normally ends this. You didn't ask for any of this, but there it was. That was the Bourbon Brothers podcast. Have a bourbon on us. See us next time. Goodbye, good night. I don't know Cheers. where Montana is. Indiana? Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Five stars is preferable. And, of course, follow us on all of our LinkedIn pages, Instagram, and Twitters, at uh, Airbnb. That is at Aired BNB. Thanks so much for listening.